0: Hi everybody, welcome back to Happy Fun Times. And my gosh, do we have some catching up to do. So funny enough, about a month ago, my mother and I were watching The Walking Dead, season 10, and she told me, we are going to Hawaii. And I was like, huh? Because we didn't plan on going anywhere this year, I think. I think the whole plan was to either study, to work, or in my case to find a job, but she spontaneously decided, with the help of her co-worker Monica, who graciously gave her one week vacation to my mother, shout out to you, thank you very much, to go to Hawaii, because to be honest, I think my mother needed this vacation, and for a very good reason of that. So for those who don't know, my mother is a nurse. And for the past year and a half, or generally when the pandemic started, a lot of nurses and doctors and everybody that worked in healthcare were at the forefront of COVID relief and taking care of patients who were tested positive. During the pandemic's heyday, in which... Nobody really knew where it was coming from, where in California we were expected to do a three-month quarantine or stay-at-home thing. You know, not everybody knew if there would be a vaccine. Not a lot of people knew how did it end up here in the United States. It was a big, giant mystery. And what they called the White Army, which are people who are in the medical field, they had to deal with all of that. And there was a certain point in time when my mother was dealing with so much anxiety and had even questioned her mortality, in which she came up to me and said, Gian, if there's something that ever happened to me, everything is gonna go to you. And this is what you need to do. Which, of course, is a very traumatic experience in which, you know, I never want my mother to pass. But to even question your own mortality in terms of mysterious disease, that's something so unique into itself. And I truly think that my mother, despite all the travel restrictions, she really needed this vacation. And so we did just that. And let me tell you about my first ever visit to Oahu, Hawaii. You know when they say that term Hawaiian spirit, like if you go to Hawaii, people will give you mahalos and aloha and give you that sense of the Hawaiian welcome. Let me tell you, in my experience, that Hawaiian spirit exists. As in there's an extra step in terms of kindness. In my experience living in Los Angeles, it is true when they say that people in LA can be mean. And i think it's because everybody is so infatuated with that hustle culture that people have to be at a certain time at a certain place in fact i think globally la is considered one of the meanest cities ever and you know what i can't i can't deny that there are a lot of mean people in los angeles but it seems like in oahu people are actually like super duper kind to strangers. And I can't generalize it to everything in Hawaii, but in my experience, people were so infectiously nice. It was absolutely refreshing. And I'll tell you this. The minute we landed to Oahu, my mother ended up talking to somebody who worked at a souvenir stand over there. Her name is Vanji. Shout out to you, Vanji. And guess what happened the week later? They ended up getting drinks they ended up exploring the streets of waikiki my mom got to learn- to know about her friends and then they ended up partying and eating at ice monster and learning about shave ice which is so amazing and spontaneous which is something that i love however in terms of my spontaneity i ended up taking a six-minute walk from my hotel room to an actual tattoo shop called Hale Nui Tattoo Company. I really hope I pronounced that right. And I ended up booking an appointment on a Tuesday and getting a session done on a Sunday for my very first 10-inch rib floral tattoo with fine lines and shading, taking three hours. And let me just say, that was a crazy experience. I never expected to go get a tattoo in Hawaii. I just miss the spontaneity of things because it seems like personally, my days have been incredibly planned in which, oh, I have to go do the Zoom meeting at 5 p.m. Oh, I got to clean the house at 8 p.m. Oh, I have to wake up at 9 a.m. to take care of my little sister. And for those who say that taking care of children is just easy it's it's absolutely not it is a job you got to thank your stay-at-home mothers your stay-at-home fathers anybody who has younger siblings taking care of younger siblings is a job and it is very commendable so give yourself a round of applause but anywho i got a tattoo <laughs> that was crazy i mean i've had tattoos before but this is my first time getting this pretty big long one and let me tell you my experience at Halle Nui. Everybody was super kind, super graceful, super respectful. Um <laughs> so everybody seemed to be like really big, very tatted men. And they seemed to be like, I think in their 30s or 40s. Everybody was older and I'm I'm, you know, in my twenties. I don't know why this left my brain, but you need to be shirtless if you're going to get a rib tattoo. And so the tattoo artist, Blues, his name is Blues, very kind, very pretty blue eyes. He, he was like, OK, I'm going to give you pasties and a disposable bra. His pasties are <laughs> his branding stickers that he gives out as like complimentary stickers to his clients tattoos by blues waikiki but he, i ended up putting them on my you know candidly my nipples and then i ended up putting on a disposable bra in their uh supply closet because they, they weren't able to you know it's the pandemic they weren't able to let customers use their restroom i think or if they have one but i ended up using their supply closet and I think this will go down as one of my most like embarrassing stories. Admittingly, I am a I'm a kind of a flat-chested woman. You know, I'm I'm like a 32B if I'm being if I'm being very kind to myself. And the disposable bra, you put your arms through these little um tight bands on the side of the bra instead of like a typical bra where it has like a little latch that goes to your back and straps. No, the straps you put your arm through. And it's expected that your breasts are supposed to hold the disposable bra down. However, my boobs don't do that. (laughs) So it ended up going up my neck and my my collarbones. I was like, oh no, my God, how am I gonna do this? So the guy, the, the guy who manned the front desk, I straight up told him, I'm at the flatter side, and this is the most complex bra I've ever put on (laughs) in my life. And then he said, don't worry, I've got you. He went in, you know, behind me, and he said, "Uh, I'm not going to do anything, you know, bad. And I said, no, don't worry. And then he ended up, like, you know, helping me on with that strap. And he did it in a very respectful way. So... Thank you very much, kudos. And then since the bra thing wasn't going to work, Blues ended up giving me a blanket and, <laughs> and um, a tattoo sheet to cover myself. And he would like maneuver my fingers to where I need to cover. And it was a very nice, respectful experience. I was laid down shirtless for three hours in a room full of men, but I felt very safe and we went down to business. So here's the pain level. So here's the T on rib tattoos. I genuinely believe that rib tattoos were supposed to black me out, as in like take me to the hospital because rib tattoos are considered one of the most painful places to get a tattoo, let alone a three hour session. However, I don't know if it's because I have a low pain tolerance or if blues was such a great tattoo artist, no, the pain was at the most an eight, and only an eight when he was going to the lower part of my armpit to at least the very bottommost part of my ribs. Other than that, the shading and like fine lining in the middle of my ribs was six or seven. That was a pleasant surprise to me. I didn't shake, I didn't tap out. I I kept asking blues, am I doing okay? I really hope I'm not, you know, being a shitty client. And he was like, no, you're actually doing good. You're not moving at all. And I was like, what? Really? That's cool. The more you learn about yourself, man. And so uh, I, I think two and a half hours in, he was on my stomach. And I guess the stomach part is very sensitive. But afterwards, he asked me, You know are you okay are you doing good kept saying yes i'm great i'm having so much fun and he said fun and i was like yeah i didn't expect it to be you know this painless, you know? But overall, it was such a great experience. I saw myself in the mirror and I thought, wow, I feel so pretty, I feel so confident. And when I paid for the appointment and walked back to the hotel room, I was skipping. I was skipping in the streets of Hawaii and just enjoying my youth and, you know, being amongst a crowd of people who are all just trying to enjoy themselves. And I completely understand my privilege that I'm able to go travel. Whereas a lot of people in the world are really in the thick of the pandemic. I really do understand that. And I think, I think in this experience we need to shed a lot of compassion and empathy to people who do not have the same privilege as us. And do your research and try to reach out, maybe donate. You know, just because my friends and I are living in the United States doesn't mean that everything is so perfect in the rest of the world. But also, give yourself some compassion. We're still in the pandemic. It's still very hard to even cope with the reality that things are not going to be backed from where they started. It has been a very traumatic year, so I say give yourself a round of applause for being in this certain point in time and get a spontaneous tattoo to promote it! One interesting thing that happened during my experience there was that the guy who manned the front desk told me, please be kind to us, despite our looks, we are very sensitive. And he didn't say that as a way of like, oh, I seem to be judgmental, but it seemed to be as part of their, you know, common guidelines to any person that that's getting a tattoo there. And I think the reason why they have to say that is because there have been a lot of Maybe mean clients, maybe people who were incredibly judgmental and decided that it was a good idea to maybe insult the tattoo artists. And let me just say, tattoo artists, they work so long, so hard to deal with our bodies and do it in a way that is very professional, very beautiful, despite us maybe being freaked out or maybe shaking. And I think they deserve a lot of appreciation and grace from clients. You know, there are a lot of mean clients that think that they are entitled to whatever and are not very organized in their way of thinking and trying to get a tattoo. And historically, people with tattoos and tattoo artists have been discriminatized in workforces because people think that people with tattoos or tattoo artists came from prison. Or I guess white colonists always thought that indigenous people who do have tattoos were inferior and they have synonymously put tattoos as a sign of inferiority. But I think the art of tattoo, which is a very big deal in the Philippines, is a great thing to think about. I mean, it's body art. It's a way to transform yourself and to be, you know, somebody different. I know in my experiences with getting tattoos, I felt so confident. It gave me a sense of identity. So respect your local tattoo artists and respect your local artists as well, you know? They work long and hard to use their creative juices to make something beautiful. I think society needs to appreciate that more. So get a tattoo, you guys! <laughs> Additionally, continuing on with my Hawaiian vacation, there were roosters everywhere. So many roosters. I had to hear a cock-and-doodle-doo every single day. If I didn't hear a rooster, am I even in Hawaii? And another thing that freaked My mother and I out, apparently their highways and freeways is 45 miles per hour, which is very strange for us coming from California because the highways here or the freeways are minimally 65 miles per hour. But you got to go with the flow of traffic, right? People will go up to 80 miles per hour over here. And you're telling me in Hawaii, everybody drives on freeways at least 45 miles per hour other than that you're over speeding main streets 35 miles per hour that freaked my mom out when we got the rental car because she was in the middle of driving and she was like why is everybody going so slow and then we keep seeing that the speed limit is 45 and i was like mom this is their mandatory speed limit and we looked at each other and we were like Oh my god. (gasps) Really? She wanted to go fast and furious in these freeways. I think the reason why it's like 45 miles per hour, and I'm speculating, is because people don't want to run over roosters? or, Or like, pigs? There are pigs in Hawaii. And my god, they are so cute. And apparently, the Hawaiian term for pig is pua, which is the name of the pig in that movie Moana and it was it's absolutely so cute and then and then hey hey the the rooster there's so many roosters i cannot emphasize it enough so many roosters and chickens and uh, cows with horns my mother loosely told me "Gian, this is the closest thing to the philippines in the united states and by that i mean in terms of geography climate infrastructure Hell, there, there are a lot of Filipinos in Hawaii. My mom felt at home. My mother even said to me, Kian, I don't mind moving to Hawaii. You know, I don't mind moving there either, except for the expensive cost of living. <laughs> I, I was looking up University of Hawaii, Manoa, for grad school, for public health or healthcare policy. And for local students, it's like, 12,000 plus, but for international students, for students that haven't lived in Hawaii for more than a year, it's like 35,000. To which I said to myself, holy shit, that's not happening. <laughs> but other than that, there were other things that we did other than trying to figure out if this is the place for us to move to. But continuing on with my Hawaiian vacation, so I signed up for Solia, which is a which is this program in which students from the Middle East, North Africa, the United States and Europe get together and learn about you know, what's going on in their lives and do cross-cultural dialogue as well as active listening. And I participated in this first in 2020 as part of this program that are in my international relations class. And then I wanted to stick up with it because one of the things that I absolutely love doing is getting to know people and extending empathy and really expanding away from the bubble that is Los Angeles. And my God, the people I met this time around, I woke up at 4 a.m., no, I woke up at three a m in Hawaii so I can do the f- the four a m session, which is supposed to be two pm on the general time zone or the universal time zone. And the theme was Covid and mental health. And I admit, at first, I was kind of was kind of a little worried because one of the things that I didn't want to do was offend anybody. It's not like I knew the customs of Libya or Algeria or even what's going on in the East Coast or Atlanta, Georgia. So I didn't want to ignorantly and naively offend anybody. But it seemed like my preconceived notions were actually false because the people that I met were so kind, so gracious, so compassionate. I mean, shout out to all of them. They they really rocked my world. We were talking about depression and fears and not being able to get the same opportunities for career advancement now in this pandemic. We also talked about the limitations of career advancement and education advancement because the pandemic has disrupted the normalcy of our nations. Plus. They're all so great individuals. I learned that one of them loves to sew. I learned that this girl from Libya, shout out to KH, she loves plants. One of the great things about this program is that we learn that despite borders, despite cultural differences, despite all the stupid stereotypes and preconceived notions that our nations have instilled on us, we're so much more alike than we think and that's why i implore people to reach out to people who aren't you know within their general bubble you know maybe somebody across from your borders and it's actually easier said than done it is really easier said than done we are in the digital age of communication you can reach out to people and you can have a great conversation And it just feels so good to be seen and heard. Anyways, I loved everybody that I met and I'm actually Instagram friends with them. And I'm going to reach out to them for this podcast because I would love for you guys to meet them. They are so great. I'm going to dedicate each episode to them so they can share their authenticity, their inner thoughts, the things that make them happy because i like the idea of giving people voices and for you californians to learn more about them so it is currently 8:34 p.m. and i must eat so i will say this thank you everybody who are still listening to this podcast i mean i'm just rambling my brain out i started this as a way to expand my horizons fix you know, try to improve on my articulation skills because I do mumble and I do say the words like a lot. That is a very California thing that I wish to get rid of because it even annoys me. And most of all, I really wanted to start this because I too had some mental issues going on at the time, but it felt so great to speak at a mic and spread out my frustrations on the world. But most of all, talk to my friends. See how they are doing and share pieces of truths that they carry with themselves to the rest of the listeners and maybe the world. Actually, it is the world. This, this podcast has gone international. I have the statistics, baby. So I'd like to say again, thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you are being kind to yourselves Don't be no fool, and thank you. All right, till next time. See ya.